Hello and welcome back. I'm your host Natalia and we're in conversation with Pastor Jeremy. We're on the second last part of our series Transformed where we spoke about several aspects of health and today's is financial health. Let's get right into the content for today. So Pastor Jeremy, what does it mean for a Christian to value relationships over money? Hi Natalia, so good to be back and I trust everyone's doing well today. Very beautiful question because it puts relationships at the prime place in our life. And uh, yeah, this past week we talked about money and how we use money and how we must approach the concept of money, cash, wealth with regard to our lives. And uh, it's such an important area of our life. It's such an important area and it needs to be healthy. It needs to be balanced. It needs to have a theology about it. And I, I, I trust everyone has studied the scriptures because one out of six verses in the New Testament, Jesus actually refers to money. And um, it's important because it affects relationships positively or negatively. It affects our relationship with God positively or negatively. It affects our eternity positively or negatively. It really affects and influences our perspective on life, the way we look and the way we define money. So money is integral to our lives. Like it or not, believe it or not, money is integral. How do we prioritize relationships over money? When we think about our resources, money, time, effort, and attention, money, time, effort, and attention, these things need to be invested in relationships because people are our greatest asset. Money passes through hands, Relationships don't or shouldn't. But what we do is we try to hang on to money and we let relationships pass through our hands. And when relationships become inconvenient or they become demanding, we shut it down, move on to something else. That is why the world is crying in pain. Families are in pain because relationships are not paramount. Relationships are not the highest value. Earning money is. And oftentimes that is because our personal fears and our security is wrapped up in our earning, our ability to earn, and our savings. Our security and our assurance for the future is wrapped up in our savings, it's wrapped up in our investments. While that in and of itself is not absolutely wrong, it's not a sin to save, to invest, to deal wisely with money, And that's a whole different topic. I mean, we need to get into that. But right now we want to focus on relationships. How do we prioritize relationships over money? And that simply means that while I am earning, while I am investing, what I look for is to build my relationships with people. And when we did this sermon, we studied the story that Jesus told about shrewd manager. We don't agree with his character. And with his moral standard, his actions that were taken were quite wrong. But he was shrewd. The way he went about it, he understood one thing rightly, that on the day that he is in trouble, he's going to need friends. He's going to need people. I want to base this off something that someone said recently. I heard this. You've probably heard it as well. No one ever regrets on their deathbed that they didn't make enough money. Mostly regrets at the end of our life has to do with relationships, loving people better, having people closer to you, investing more in children, 
in loved ones, in a spouse, in uh, friends. That's that's where our value is. Unfortunately, that only shows up in the very last chapter of our lives or when we are in trouble or when we're, that's when we realize, man, I don't have friends. I don't have people who are willing to take time off from their work or would sacrifice. The very sacrifices we are unwilling to make, we expect people to make in our times of need. So how do we make that happen? How do we build commitment of people towards us? Should we ever need that commitment at a sacrificial level? By investing money, investing money in people. Now, what does that mean? That could go in any different direction. One is you could enable people by letting them borrow from you or letting them live off you or live out of your pocket, so to speak. And they don't stand up for themselves. They don't earn for themselves. They don't look after themselves. Or you could, you know, throw money in parties and just have people around. That could go really sour as people just come and have a great time, but they're not really your friends, like the story of the prodigal son. But investing in people is getting your money to work for your relationships, getting your wealth and your time and your attention, resources we talked about, to work to build relationships. When you choose to drive a distance, when you choose to give time to be with somebody, when you choose to give away a half day here and there, or, or when you plan and budget money to be able to gift somebody with something that would build their life, an asset, a skill, help train people, invest in students, invest in causes, invest in research. Just think about how you could build somebody up, which would change their life, which would transform them, not give them a good time. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about socializing. But when you build people, your money goes into, let's say, church, where people are serving God. Your money goes into tutoring the underprivileged or your money... When you invest money in people, you begin to see the value of that money turn from cash to competence in people, to character in people, to a certain cause being met. And then you're able to say, okay, my money is going towards something good. Again, we're not talking about philanthropy. Philanthropy is when you are generous with excess and or disposable income. But even philanthropists, they would study where the money is going, and they'd want to know that the money is going into something that is transformative. It's never need-based, and it's never urgency-based. You know, it's always thought through. And that's where you begin to see relationships. So question really is, we value money. That's a given. But how much do we value people? How much do we value the person, the person's future, the person's relationships, our relationship with that person? How much do we really value that? And are we willing to spend, for, on, even on ourselves, are we willing to spend on ourselves to get to be with that person? <laughs> and the question is, who's worth it? Who are the people in your life who are really worth that? And if you're sitting back saying, I don't think anybody's worth it, then that's where you got to seriously stop and think, man, when I'm on my deathbed, hopefully a long time away from now, Will I have regrets that I did not invest in people? That's a great perspective. Let's look into the next question for today. How can a believer use money to get closer to God? Now, that is a great question. That is something we want to really get into. And I think using money, first of all, is a great step in the right direction. Using money to get closer to God 
using money to make God's purposes or meet God's purposes, using money to to build God's work, all of that is what formulates a transformation and a, and, and a change of our wealth on earth into wealth in heaven. Jesus said, put treasures, store up treasures in heaven. So the believer has got to stop and ask, how do I do that? How do I do that? How do I store up treasures on earth? Well, you know the ways to that. But then how do I store up treasures in heaven? And how can I make my worldly wealth count in heaven? You've often heard the phrase, your treasure is where your heart is. Now, that's true. But it's true when it comes to the outcome. The outcome, the end product is, the end result is that you, your heart is where your treasure is, right? But how do you make that happen when you want to learn to treasure something? Did you hear me? How do you make that happen when you want to learn to treasure something? And that's how you can use money to get closer to God. So we land up just spending money. We land up feeding our emotions, our indulgences, our pleasures. And then we get close to those pleasures. We get close to the good time. We get close to the assets, the properties, the, wherever our money has gone. Now, if that formula works, you can work it to your advantage and basically turn things around and say, you know what? I need to get close to God. I need to make his kingdom my, my first priority. I need to make his agenda my agenda. How do you do that? By investing in his work, by putting your money, by putting your, your wealth, your resources. At first, it may not be your greatest pleasure. It may, it may even be hard. It may even be somewhat painful to pry your hands open and give give generously. But you know what? Sooner or later, when you get to a point where you said, I've invested so much in this. Have you ever heard people say that? I've invested so much in this. I can't walk away. My eyes on this. My my heart is on this because I've put so much into it. I spent so much on this. Like an old car that you've, you've done up, like accessorized, or a home that you have spent so much money to. You could turn that around and you can make things that went close to you at the outset, you can become very close to that by using money, by using your wealth. So it's a decision you make. You're saying, I want to be close to the things that matter to God. So I'm going to put my time, my energy, my attention, and my money there. And when I have done that, I will find myself vested in the next few months, years. Uh, My heart will be drawn to it. It's kind of like ensuring that you stay close to God. It's ensuring that you don't walk away from your own investment because you want, you want. And nobody has ever laid on their deathbed and said, I gave too much to God. I gave too much time to the church, to the things of the church, to the growth and health of the church. No one ever said I made too many disciples. No one ever regretted God's agenda. That's great. Thank you so much for tuning in. And like we said before, we're not hating on money, but definitely talking about perspectives. If you agree or even disagree to any of this, do write to us at pstjeremy at gmail.com and we'll see you in the next podcast.